The good sicha is chelik yud ches sicha of nosay hey lilinus misdav yisef binyamin ben le binasha kaltman. Rashi very very beautifully describes to us the deeper significance in each of the gifts of the nesiim that were given at the Chanukah Samizbeach, at the dedication of the Mizbeach. And the Rebbe is going to explain to us a much deeper and more beautiful understanding in the order of Rashi and in the choice of Rashi's words to understand what was the meaning behind the gifts of the Nesim that each of the Nesim gave at the beginning of the dedication of the Mishkan and the Mizbeach. Let us see in the Sikha. In their parsha from Karbonus and Nesim, Parshus Nosai, where it speaks about the Karbonus of the Nesim, by Satan Nasi, by the second Nasi. The first Nasi was Nachshim and Aminadov. And now we're at the second Nasi, which is the Nasi Levnei Yisachar Nisanel Ben Suar. So Rashi brings me Yisaydis to Rav Meisha Hadarshan from the teachings, from the writings of Rav Meisha Hadarshan, as the Protim in the Karbonus and Nesim, that the various details in the Karbonus of the Nesim, and the Meramis of and Yonim, they symbolize various different things. And in, for, in, in short, Karas Kesef is Bigimatri, a tough, tough Koflamid, the Karas Kesef, the silver plate, is Bigimatri, 930, representing the age of Adam Arishin uh, when he passed away. Rashi explains how the silver bowl represents Noyach. Kaf Achas, a spoon of Ketoiris. Kinegita Teira represents the Teira. Par Echad Ayil Echad Keves Echad. One cow, one ram, one sheep. Sani Kinegiti Ovois. Seir Izim a goat. Lechaper al Mechidus Yosef to atone for the selling of Yosef. Ulezevach Hashlame Bokar Shnayim and two cattle. Kineged Moshe Ve'Aroin. Elim Atudim Kvasim. Rams, he goats, and sheep. Sani Kineged Koyanim Ulevim Yisrael Levachulu represent the Yidden. That are divided into three categories, Kayanim Levim Yisraelim. This is just a very brief, short version of the Rashi, and many of the details will be elaborated upon in the course of the Sicha. And you're more than welcome to look into the Rashi and see how each one represents what. Now, the question that we have today, first and foremost, is why does Rashi bring these symbolisms? Which is really belongs to the category of either illusions or drush, uh, or something that is uh, learned from the Psukim. What Rashi generally teaches according to the simple, basic meaning of the verses. And if Rashi does feel a need to bring Rames and Drush in his uh, commentary, why did Rashi bring it by the second Nasi and not right away by the first Nasi? This was once explained at length where the Rebbe has a whole different discussion about this and explains some of these uh, uh, ideas. And the Rebbe over there explains as thus is their far, but Babarashan is schwer, for Vaster Posik has it Iber by Yadin Nasi Bazunda twelve mold, the Alapratiar Kabonus. Why is Rider's the Posik repeat all of the details by each Nasi a total of twelve times when seemingly it's saying the same thing? Since they're all bringing the same Karbonus, 
was given genug wenn ohne benik von zweiten Nossi, so der Posse gesagt, bei jedem von die weiten die Kinesien, also er hat gebracht dieselbe Protokabonus wie der Rest der Nossi. It would have sufficed seemingly that by each of the Nisim it would say, the Pasik would say that this Nasi brought the same things as the first Nasi. Rashi is bothered by the fact that the Pasik feels the need to repeat the, seemingly the same exact things 12 times over. The Farnam Rashi Arus, as by bringing the carbonate, yet the Nasi got Zaina, Bazundere, Kavana Suramazim. That therefore Rashi, Rashi derives that every carbon. Every Nasi had his own unique thoughts and intentions when bringing the carbon. Which would be consistent with what he stands for, what he represents, and the shevet that he represents. And therefore, in the intent, each carbon was different, even though the actual items were the same. But the, the, in the intent of the Nasi, each carbon was different. And therefore, the Pasik repeats each Nasi individually, separately, because each one represents something different. And the fact that Ashi only brings one significance, one message for each part of the carbon. And which is meant to explain why the terrorist has it 12 times. Rashi only brings one remez per, for each detail. It seemingly doesn't explain why the terrorist has it 12 times. And also, Nitvi and Medrish. Unlike the Medrish that brings a different significance for each of the uh, for each of the Nisim. So every time the, the twelve different times that there was a Karas Kesav Achas has twelve different symbolisms. Is as their far was yet the Remes was Rashi brings as an Indian clothing was Tilzich of Kama Vakama Pratim because every significance that Rashi is bringing is a general idea that can be subdivided into various de- various different details. And each Nasi had within this general idea, had his own individual intent. According to what was the idea of his Shevet, as explained at length in the Sikhir Chedikhas. So this already answers um, the question why Rashi brings a Ramazim and Drusim. And the answer is going to be because. Rashi has a question, why does the Pasik repeat itself 12 times? It also explains why it's brought by the second Nasi. Because by the first Nasi, it was obvious that it had to say uh, what was brought. It's by the second Nasi where the question arises, why does the Pasik repeat itself? And therefore here Rashi introduces the Rimazim and the Kavonis, the various different intents and, and uh, significances that the uh, Nisim had when bringing their Karbonis. However, the Rebbe is now going to ask a, a, a different question. And the question is going to be, what is the common theme between all of these details? There seem, they seem to be a bunch of random details. What, what, what brings them together? What is the, the storyline in, in all of these different uh, um, details that Rashi brings? 
it's very obvious. I understood, self-understood. That these significances of all of the various different details of the carbon of each nasi. It's not just a gathering of random ideas. There must be details within one general idea. As we find in the Medrash, as either that before the Medrash begins to uh, delineate the various different significances, individual significances of the carbonus of each of the Nasim, that connects all of the details of this Nasi. For example, Nakshan, I'll say that Amalucha Nakshan is connected with the kingdom of Sefer Tehuda Nisano. I'll say that Teda Nisano is connected to the idea of Teda, which of Yisachar was known for their learning Torah, Un Azevaiter, etc. So the Madras, before it, 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 it explains the details within each Nasi, it gives a general idea for each Nasi. So the question is, where in the in the teachings of the uh, of Rabbi Darshan as brought down in Asi, do you see a common theme between all of the various different significances and the details that Rashi brings, you don't see how they connect as one general idea. In Medrash's Da'adaya, as the Allah Zachem is the Nesim of Amakar given, the Medrash brings an opinion that all the things that were brought by the Nesim, that it represents the, uh, the, the chronological order of the generations, starting from other Marishan, all the way down till the, the time of the building of the Mishkan, and the mitzvahs that the Yidden received at Arsinai. And as the Madrish spells it out, as Karas Kesev is Maramas of other Marishan, Mizra, Kafneach, and Vukhulu. And the Karas Kesev, the plate, represents other Marishan. The bowl represents Neach, as these two details are actually also in the Rashi. So seemingly we can say, as in Dan this is the general theme of the of the significances that Rashi brings. As Rashi lists the generations, all the Marishim until days of all the Marishim and his offspring, Neach until days of Neach and his offspring, Shivim Umois the seventy nations, the Ovois. The uh, Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, and Yosef was the selling of Yosef. Moshe Aaron, who mitzvah and istavu is teira says adivres tayag mitzvah teira vim ksuvim, and then it represents the mitzvahs which are which are in, in, included in various different uh, of the details as Rashi brings this teira in kafachas says adivres and tayag mitzvahs asarazav meleak teiras, and then later on there is the the chamisha chumshin teira vim ksuvim etc. So lechayda the Rebbe is suggesting that this is the theme of Rashi. Rashi starting from other Marishim and going down through the generations until you get to the mitzvahs of the Torah. As but this is not a, this is not a sufficient answer because it remains uh, it remains as a question. Aleph the kasha from Maral as the Maral asks. What's the connection between the the age or the time period of Adam Marishan and Noyach to what we're discussing here, the dedication of the Mizbeach and the Mishkan? Bez, secondly, if that's the case, then it should have actually followed the order of the chronological order of the generations. Why 
Why is there an interruption? The era of Noyach and the era of Avram with Kaf Achas, which represents the Torah, which belongs to the era of Moshe Aaron, which means if you look back at the Psukim, you have Adam, you have Noyach, then you have the Avos, sorry, then you have Kaf Achas, then you have Moshe Aaron, then you go back to the Avos and to Yosef, and then back to Moshe Aaron, and then to the Kain of the Yisraelim. The Kaf Achas doesn't fit in. All of a sudden, it's not in the order anymore. So, our question becomes, what is the common theme between all of the different details that Ashi brings? And if it's say that Hadaris, why is there an interruption about the Torah be, be, after Noyach before Avram? We have a few more sets of questions within the Zidamazim itself. The first question we have was a general question. What, what connects all of these random details? Now we're going to look in the actual details themselves, and we have some questions. Which is which means a spoon, but kaf also means a hand, a palm. So now she says this represents the tater that was given from the hand of the Avishter. Asara Zav, it was it weighed ten golden pieces. Representing the ten dibris. So that's one thing. We have the Torah and the Torah. Later when it talks about the three types of animals that were brought. That the three animals, the three types of animals represent Then he talks about the fact that there was five of each. There was five rams, five he goats and five lambs. There's five sets of five. Sorry, three sets of five. There are five chumashim. The five Dibrois that were on the first panel of, or the first tablet of the Luchais, the Chamesh, and then there were five on the second tablet. So now, so, so, so now we have a question. Why do we need two separate uh, uh, details, two separate parts of the carbon to represent Torah? One, the Kaf Achas, and one, the Eli Matudu and why do we need two for the Aseris Adibris? One in Asor Zahav and one in Shalosh Chamishiyos, the three sets of five. So why do we have two, why do we have two, symbol, two things that symbolize Torah and two things that symbolize Aseris Adibris? That's our question. Bez, now we have another question. The way Rashi phrases this, that the, the, the three types of animals represent Kayanim Levim and Yisraelim. And they represent And doesn't say that it's a second opinion, a second explanation why there were three things. It is Mochach. So clearly this, this tells us. It's not two separate explanations in the significance of the three types of animals. There does the same Pirush. It's one pirush. The significance of the three types of animals includes the together with their So this is this this is a question. How could three types of animals represent six different things? You have you have is three, you have is three, at six. So if if you said it's two different opinions, okay. So there's an argument. But if you're saying that it's one, one opinion that is including all six things, then how do three things represent six things? Dalit. See if Dalit, we're going to continue with another couple of questions. 
After Rashi talks about the remnants of the three sides, and that they represent, as we just said, and or vice versa. Yeah, exactly like that. Rashi explains why do you need five of each one. Five Elim, five Atudim, five Kvasim. Rashi explains, Shalosh Hamishi is three sets of five. You have five Chomashim. Five Dibras, five commandments on one tablet of the Luchais. And then yet five more Dibras uh, on the second tablet. They have to understand. It's the same Rashi. The Rashi that says the three things, then continues that there's three, three sets of five. Now, the three sets of five only connect to one detail of the previous six. In other words, not to Nevi Muksuvim and not to Kainav Levim Yisraelim. So it only connects to one detail of Torah. So if these five, if these three sets of five were an explanation of the previous things, then they would explain all of them. From the fact that they're only connected to one of the six previous details mentioned, it shows us that it's something separate. It's a new thing. Let's say it inside. The remnants of Shalosh Chamishu is hotnit ken shaiches to alaf riyadik gimel minim. The three the three sets of five are not connected to the previous details within the three different types of animals. Teira is blaze ainer from zay. Only one teira is the telt of chamisha chamisha chumushu is divided into five. Dosayist. Therefore, it's obvious. As mitn bringing the carbonus from the gimel minim in a misper from chamish. The fact that they brought these three animals in. Multiples of five. It's introducing something new, a new idea. They're not an explanation. They're not a continuation, seemingly, of the previous things because it's only one detail that's highlighted. Therefore, it must be that there's a new remez here. So then why do we need something new? If you already represented the Torah as part of Torah Nevi'im Iksuvim, why do you need a separate significance, a separate remez for the fact that the Torah is divided into five Chumashim? Bates, I'm just going to introduce this one. The Rebbe is pointing out in the, in the next question that it mentions the five Chumashim before it mentions the five and five of the Aseres Adibris. And from this, the Rebbe understands that we're not talking about the Aseres Adibris that were engraved in stone, because if it were, they came first. And therefore, it would say first the Chamesh, the five and five of the Aseres Adibris, and only then the five Chumashim. From the fact that it's written in this order, it means that it's talking about the Aseres Adibris the way they are written into the Torah, not the way they are uh, um, engraved into the stone tablets of the Luchais. And the Rebbe is therefore going to ask, uh, the, Rebbe, the Rebbe is going to ask, why do you need uh, 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 the Aseres Adibris the way they are in the Chumash if you already, already spoke about the five Chumash? Inside. 
First he mentions the five chumashim. Then he mentions the five and the five dibris of the aseres adibris. His mashma as mitchamish adibris meant a niti aseres adibris. This is an uskikrit to luchas avanim. He's not referring to the ten dibris that were engraved into the tablets of stone. But from diluchas and again gemagvanim freer v'dichamisha chumashim because these luchas were given before the five chumashim. Adrashi gedarf terechen and the tzvei chamishis from the aseres adibris five dichamisha chumashim. And if he was referring to the to the luchais ha'evan to the tablets of stone, he would have mentioned them before the Chumashim. Rather, from the fact that Rashi mentions the, the Chumashim first, when he says the Aseres Adibris, what's he referring to? Nor the Aseres Adibris, this is Anifar Shriv and Chumash, Al Tzatel, Punichamish Chumash, and Teresh Shibiksaf. He's referring to the Aseres Adibris as they were written into the Torah, Teresh Shibiksaf. And if you're going to ask, in the Teresh Shibiksaf, they're not written as five as five. It's just written in one, in, in one continuation. So the Rebbe is going to answer that in the brackets. And it's not a contradiction from the fact that Rashi refers to them as being written on two separate tablets. The fact that the Aseris were divided into two separate tablets is does not just physically. That's how it was laid out. First, it's not just something physical that it was written out onto two separate tablets. The fact that it was done that way is because in theme, in content, in, 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 in their definition, they are actually divided this way. The first five are primarily positive mitzvahs. The fact that there's two other, uh, there's two leisasa, uh, you shall have no other gods before me, and you shall not carry my name in vain. Really details within the mitzvah of I am the Lord your God, the, the mitzvah of, of, of recognizing the Abishter. So the first five are primarily mitzvahs. And the second five are all negative mitzvahs. Other, or another way to, to separate them. The first five are between the person and the Ebishter. Even the Kibbutz Ava Aim, which is seemingly between human and human, also is connected with between human and the Ebishter, because we know that Shleishashutim has three partners in a creation of a person. The mother and the father and the Ebishter. The Ebishter compares honoring one's parents to honoring the Ebishter. So even though it's, so even though it's your parents are human beings, but it's connected to Ben Adam Lamakim as you respect your so now comes the question. After establishing the fact that the 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 chamish chamishiyos, the shalish chamishiyos, the 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 five and the five that Rashi mentions of the aseres adibris are referring to the aseres adibris the way they are written into the Torah. You have to understand. You already mentioned Torah. 
In the Elam Atudim Kvasim, you had Teirah Revim Ksufim. So you have Teirah. Then you had, there were five of the Elam. So therefore this teaches us Chamisa Chumisim. So you already, again, you referenced the Teirah. Now you need a third time. Aseres Adibris, the way they are written into the Chumish, which is part of the Teirah. Why do you need another one? So how it comes, we're about to get to the beer. We just have to ask one more question. Sifei. These carbonists that we're talking about in here, Parshas Nosai, were not for the general Mishkan and general, like the Agolas, the wagons that were given to be able to carry and transport the various different uh, uh, um, vessels, the Kalim of the Mishkan. These were donated for the purpose of the dedication of the Mishkan. How do you dedicate the Mizbeach? By bringing things onto the Mizbeach and offering them to Hashem. Which is the flour that was mixed with oil. Why does the Pasuk begin not with the actual items that were offered on the Mizbeach? The plate, the bowl, etc. And it elaborates on the details. In the Mishkol, the Shavi, the weight of these vessels, the, 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 uh, the, the value of these vessels. And again, by the spoon, it tells you what it was and, and, uh, and how much it weighed. As if these vessels, the, the, the plate and the bowl and the spoon, were the primary elements of the dedication of the Mizbeach, which doesn't make it doesn't, it's not understood. It should have started with telling us what was actually brought to be offered on the Mizbeach, and then tell us in what it was brought and what it weighed and how, and, and how much of it it was, etc., etc. So let's quickly go, go go through our questions. Our first question is: What is the common theme? Between all of these various details that Rashi brings as a remozim for the for the carbonus of the Nisim. Then we ask we ask why are there twice remozim to the Torah and to the Aseris Adibris. Then we ask when he says that the three types of, of, of animals representing Kayanim Levim Yisraelim and Torah Nevi'im Uksuvim, how do three things represent six things? Then we asked. Then we ask, the, 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 when we have three sets of five, the Chamisha Chumshin, why do you need a new remes for the Chumashim if you already represented the Torah in Torah Nevi'im Eksuvim? And then we ask, uh, why do we have to have the Aseres Adibris, uh, a remes of the Aseres Adibris, which are written into the Chumashim, if we already have a remes to the Chumashim, and we already have a remes to Torah? And we said that all of this will be answered by first introducing a following question. Why do we see that the Torah begins with the kalim, with the actual utensils that were used as part of the, of, of the gifts of the Nisim, and not the actual things that were offered on the Mizbeach, which should seemingly be the Iker, the primary uh, part of the Karbanas Nisim. And in Sivav, the Rebbe is going to give us a beer to explain to us what was the what was the intent of the Karbanas Anasiyim and how they broke it down? And with that, all of the questions are going to be answered. If the Karbanas, if the Nasiyim are bringing Karbanas for the purpose of dedicating the Mishkan and the Mizbeach, 
it must be that the carbonists are connected to those ideas. In these gifts, it, w- it will be represented the uniqueness of the Mizbeach and the carbonists that are being brought upon it. When the Nisim offered their offerings to the dedication of the Mizbeach, they laid it out in a specific order, in a specific number. In to represent the novelty, the uniqueness that was accomplished by the Mizbeach, in comparison to the situation that existed before there was a Mizbeach. By bringing their gifts, they were saying, these gifts are going to show us what was what, what is so special about the fact that now we have a Mizbeach. So now we have to understand what that is. That really was in the Tzadus Gibar and the Dikabonis was break down from the Mizbech Mishkan. What is the advantage of the, uh, that was introduced in the Kabonis that were brought on the Mizbech? Compared to the Kabonis that were brought before Martin Tater, which was which was permissible, it was okay to bring Kabonis earlier before Martin Tater, and then came David's commandment to build a Mishkan and a Mizbech, and then there were Kabonis brought on the on the, on the Mizbech. What is the uniqueness of these Kabonis? It's as follows. The roof of Mishkan Bechlau is to mefuris bekrav also the mitzvah shachat Mishkan. We had this already numer- uh, 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 many times. This is clearly all over the Rebbe's Torah that the uftu of the Mishkan is: I will make a Mishkan, as the pasuk says, make for me a mikdash and I will dwell within them. I eden as eden machen af an art vusis dash machen uf an art vusis da vusis da shras hashchina begali eden could create a place where there is the revelation of Hashem's presence. Bees as the Mishkan gufei is a mikdash in the kazakh, so that the Mishkan, which is made up of totally material and physical objects, becomes a an inherently holy thing. That was the uftu of the Mishkan, to create holiness in the physical space. And this is the, similarly, is the accomplishment, is the, is the unique novelty of the Mizbeach and the Mishkan. As Yederit had the that every yid has the ability to to take a mundane animal, or any mundane object, and make of it, transform it, in an in a manner, we could see with our physical eyes as it becomes as it becomes transformed into something holy. By bringing it onto mizbeach, and then a fire comes down from heaven and consumes the sacrifice. So this is something that is an incredible, incredible novelty at that time. To be able to, to, till now you brought a carbon, you brought a carbon, and it was for the Abishta. But you didn't see anything actually transpire. Here, all of a sudden, there was a fire that came down from heaven, uh, consumed the carbon, indicating the fact that it was being transformed into something holy. And this became possible through the Mishkan and through the Mizbeach. After Aruz bringing Adem Uftu, and in order to bring out this quality, the Nisim had to bring two types of carbonis. The Eris, the Su carbonis, is near Mezendi Kalim, which was symbolized 
by the kalim, by the utensils, and by the mincha, the flower offering, and by the ktedes. It is miramis after karbonis was they represent the karbonis that were brought earlier. Far mizbeach shavimishkan before the mizbeach. Oich demot was given a kravas karbonis, which also then there was the idea of bringing karbonis. It is of a nit given there by oich nit b'siyume v'chesamei, but it did not have even at the end of it there was teitzei eish milafnei Hashem v'toicha that a fire should come from the abishter and consume the carbon. But does b'vayst of Asherah Sashchina, which represents the Shechina. So therefore, the, the carbonus before the, the Mizbeach and the Mishkan did not have the quality of, the, of actually seeing and experiencing the transformation into holiness. And in the symbolism, the Kalim Alein, the actual vessels, and the carbonus such as the Mincha and the Kteris, which were inside the vessels, and therefore they were concealed from the human eye. You don't see any revealed transformation in them. So the the Siyam, they brought one category of of gifts of carbonus, which represented the the era before Mizbeach and Mishkan, during which one could not see the transformation of the physicality. Then they brought a second category. In Gansen, which they themselves, the carbon, in the case of an oila, or the choicest part of them, the fat and the blood, in some other carbonus, as they're being offered and transformed. By bringing it up and by squirting the blood on the mezbeach, and then there's an entire transformation. It's being, it's being slaughtered, but by the time it comes to the mezbeach, it's being brought onto the mezbeach, its blood is being uh, squirted onto the mezbeach, then comes a fire and consumes it, Kinal had mentioned earlier. So we see the transformation. So the, so the, the carbonus, just to explain this, because it's, it's not in the sicha itself, but whenever you want to prove a transformation, you want to say, look, something's happening. You have to look at it how it was before and how it was afterwards. So if the Messiah want to, want to emphasize the transformation that occurs by the Mizbeach, they have to show you how it used to be and how it, how it is now, the before and the after. So therefore they brought two types of karbonis. Karbonis that were not transform, visibly transformable, such as the Kalim, the Mincha, and the Ketiris. And then they brought karbonis that were visibly transformable, such as the animals that were offered on the Mizbeach. And thus, they were showing us the Uftu, the, 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 uh, the, the, the transformation that occurred because of the Mizbeach and the Mishkan. Before we go on, the Rebbe points out another difference. Also, uh, symbolized in the different categories that these karbanas fit into. The karbanas in the kelim in chong teres said a nitful minachai. Other in zeis nit nikir dechai zeir. The first category is not from living beings, or if they are from living beings, they do not. It's the, the the fact that they're alive is not obvious. The second category is anachai. They were animals. They were living beings. Those are the medames, and this symbolizes as durchem mishkanim mizbeach as nischadish kibaron that ilu from gili asraos hashchina that through the mishkan and through the mizbeach it was introduced to the world the the, the greatness of the revelation of the abish's presence as from daimon v'chayil that from something that's inanimate and mundane mach ben chayukdusha you could transform it into something that's living and holy. So, so you have 
you have uh, uh, two categories in carbonus, those that are inanimate and not visibly transformable. Then you have the second category, those which are living and those which are visibly transformable. And the, and the Nisim brought both of those in order to show us the uftu, the novelty of the Mizbeach and how it changed the way Karbanas are being brought. When did this transformation happen? When is the turning point when there was a before and an after? When it became possible to be able to bring a carbon and, it's, it's, and the, the physicality of it should be transformed. That's what I'm going to explain. Zion is going to say that the, tra the transformation point, the turning point, I should say, is at Mount Teira, and really it can be pulled back till the time of Avraham Avinu. This, this transformation that can happen after Mount Teira is the pastor's ungedited givorin is seemingly symbolized in the Mizogin. As Mount Teira is forbidden with them as Eden, Velen, Velen, Mamlechas, Kreanim, in the fact that we say that Yidin are Mamlachas Kehanim, the Goy Kodesh, and a holy nation. Similarly to what we said, learned in the Sikha of Shavuos of last week, that, that Mamlachas Kehanim is Pshat, that Yidin are, the Balabatim are in control of the world, and they're able to make a, a transformation in the world. And therefore, they will be given such a type of mitzvah, which can imprint. Holiness into the very object itself. Even a, a five-year-old could understand and see that physical objects become holy. You have a pair of tefillin, you have a pair of tzitzis. You know that it started out as something from the physical world and it became holy. And the same thing is about the carbonus. Even though primarily this occurred at became the kingdom of, uh, of the Abishters, kings, and the holy nation. And then they were commanded in the 630 mitzvahs. But on a smaller level, this already started by the very first year of Ramavinu. Which is why he was commanded with the mitzvah of Mila, which was my covenant in your flesh. It was something that the flesh of. of other mission was changed, but is in him gather virashi mitzvah, which as Rashi explains, that was that became a mitzvah object on which Eliezer could make a shvua, etc., etc. So you have you have uh, uh, the transformation, uh, uh, the turning point was at Mount Teira, but really it began with uh, with Avram Avinu when it became possible that through Hashem's commandment he could actually make a change in the physical world and turn something in the physical world. Into a mitzvah object. And now, based on this idea that the whole purpose of the gifts was to explain, was to, was to explain the uftu, the novelty of the mizbeach, and that the difference was was that you could make a change in the physical world. And that difference began with Matan and, 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 and more specifically with Abraham Avinu. Now we'll understand the order that Ashi brings. Although it's it's based on Ramesha Adarshan, it is close to Pshat and it answers questions of Pshudish Mikra. We had a very basic question. What is the theme of all of this? And what is the order of all of this? God, it comes in Meshach Darshan and explains it, and therefore Rashi brings it. 
but Zayin of Anander getailed in Tzvei The Kabbalists and Nesim were divided into two categories, and that is the order in which they are brought. The Inyanim from Daimim, Taishteroyis, Altsinimazim, Apadamadishin, Vitzil Beisav, Neach, Vitzil Beisav, and Sigamulis. The first category represents, which, which, which is Daimim, the inanimate, the unchangeable, which is before Avram Avinu, that represents Adam and his offspring, and Neach and his offspring, and the 70 nations. But since there is Nitnikir Begolichayis, Asherah, Sashchinam, which do not have, it's not uh, uh, recognizable within them, the, the presence of the Shekhinah and, and the life, the Chai, their Doimim. And then, on the Inyanim from Chai, the second category, the things that are alive, he talks about that it represents the Yidin. Starting from Avram Avinu, down to Yosef, then you have Moshe Aaron, then you have Kainim, Yisraelim, Yidin in general, as they're divided into three categories. So, yes. It doesn't explain Kaf Achas, which is going to be in Sifches. But if you if you take pull out Kaf Achas for a moment, you have you have two categories. You have the category of Daimim and the category uh, of, of pre Matantaida or pre Avramavinu, which is Adam and Noyach and Shivim Umais. And then you have the category of of Chai, of transformable, of post Matantaida or post Avramavinu, which is Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, Yosef, Meisha, Aaron, and Cain of Levim And that's the order in which is brought. This, by the way, answers the question, why he starts with the Kalim. We asked earlier, why does he start with Kalim and not with the actual Karbanis? Because the Kalim represent the first category. And therefore he starts with the, with, with the first category. Oh. The question is, as you're obviously wondering, what about Kafachas? Kafachas, we said, represents Teira. And Teira is being brought before Avramavinu. According to this, you can say that Kaf Achas belongs to Doimim. Kaf Achas, which is Teira, Aseris Adibris, Tayag Mitzvahs, that it belongs to Doimim, or Tzimeach, and not Chai. Especially since the whole transformation began at Matan Teira. So how can you put uh, Torah in the same category as Pre-Avrabavinu, which is Doimim? Is the beer in them? Here the Rebbe comes with a very, very beautiful explanation. The Rebbe is going to separate between the Torah Mitzat Atzma, the Torah in its essence, and the Torah as it was given and received by the Yidin. And there's two different, and there's two different uh, uh, levels, and therefore two different Ramazim. Earlier we asked, why do you have two Ramazim for Torah? As we're going to see, uh, in the next uh, uh, sefer two, that there is teira mitzad atzma, the, 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 the essence of teira, and the teira as it was transmitted to Kal Yisrael. Rashi is domedayik as kaf achas is kineged at teira shenitna miyodish shalakadosh baruch hu. Rashi emphasizes we're talking about the teira that was given from the hand of the Eidim. But does make me teira bechlal? He's not referring to the teira in general. No diluches. Referring specifically to the Luchas. Where we find that the Abishter actually gave it from his hand. The says in Pasik in Parshas Kisisa, he gave it, he handed it over to Moshe. So when we say Nitna Miyode, we're referring to the Luchas that were handed, pun intended, from the Abishter to Moshe. 
We have to include in this the Aseres Adibris and the Tayag Mitzvahs. We're not referring to them as an independent entity given to the Yidin. We're looking at it as the as the as the kaf, which is the hand, which is the luchais, are filled with the six hundred and thirteen. The Luchais contain the Aseris Adibris as symbolized in the in the Asarazov in the ten gold pieces. But the Aseris Adibris and the Meleya Ketoyres Gimati Etayag Mitzvus and the Aseris Adibris are filled with Ketoyres, which Ketoyres is Megmati six thirteen. Now she says if you switch the Kuf for a Dalid in the system of Adbash, then Ketoyres is is a Gimatria of six hundred and thirteen. So you have, we're talking about luchas that contain within them the aseres adibris, which contain within them the 613 mitzvahs. Because adibris, saying that the 613 mitzvahs are included in the aseres adibris. Over there, the pasuk says the hatayra va'amitzvah shor kasafti. So now she says, which mitzvah are you talking about? She says the 613 mitzvahs that were included within the aseres adibris. So this is a very important detail. There is the Aseris Adibris, the way they were given to the Yidin. There's a Tayag Mitzvah, the way they were given to the Yidin. Here we're talking about the Luchas that contain the Aseris Adibris and contain the Tayag Mitzvah. And since the Kaf Achas represents the Torah as it was given from the hand of Hashem, therefore it fits into the first category of things, which was the category of the fact that Torah Mitzvahs have the ability to transform a physical object into a Mitzvah object, into something holy, that's only after the Yid receives the Torah. And does something in actuality with what he received. Then that Torah transforms the physical world. But if you look at them as they are in their essence, the Abish's playthings, the things the Abishter enjoys. And even as he is transmitting them, they, at that point, they do not yet have an impact on the holiness of the world. And therefore, they go into the gathered of Dima. Which is so, therefore, it fits very well. The Nesim started with the carbonus of, that are Daimim, which basically means the ones that don't have a visible impact on this world. And therefore, they represented Adam and Noach and the Shivim Umais. They also represent the essence of Torah that is beyond impacting this world. And even when it says Aseres Adibris and Keteris, it's talking about them the way they are in the Luchos again before they actually were received by the Yid and utilized to, to, to transform the world. 
And Rebbe has an extra point over here to prove the, to prove this point, to prove the point that there's an aspect of Teira that does not have a lasting impact on the world. As the five-year-old learned, as the Yiridus Hashchinai and Asinai hat inem har that the holiness that came down onto the Asinai during Matan Teira did not have a lasting impact. But the far is not the Mishcha Yevok and therefore after the Shechina left after Matan Teirah the Yidin were allowed to ascend onto the mountain the mountain did not have the holiness that it had during Matan Teirah and so we see from this that there was until the Teirah was received by the Yidin there was an aspect of it that is removed from this world and that does not impact or transform permanently this world and therefore it belongs in Sugat Daimim and therefore even though Mostly, it seems that we're going chronologically. We're not going chronologically. We're going in the order of the categories. And the Kav Achas, representing the Luchais, Teiru, Mitzis, Mitzad Atzmam, fit into category number one. Before we go to category number two, there's one more uh, uh, brackets here. Nor Afal Pikein. Mibal, Daz Abishas, Matan Teiru, Given Amshachas, Akdusha, Afanar. Even though we just said, that the Kedusha, the holiness that came onto the mountain, did not last beyond Matan Teira. Nevertheless, during Matan Teira, there was holiness on the mountain. Therefore, Hashem warned that someone who touches the mountain is going to die. Therefore, is their kaf given from Zohav. The spoon was made out of gold. It was something that is much more precious, much more expensive than the previous a kalim that were made of silver or other things. At this point, there was already a higher level of preparation to the second category, the category of Chai. As the Teiru Mitzvahs or Machen Fundeimim Chai, that you can make through Teiru Mitzvahs, you could take the inanimate and make it into a life, make it and and give it life. Kanal, as mentioned earlier. So, in other words, we didn't get to the second category yet. But what the Rebbe is saying here in these brackets is that. The first category itself, there is a, a, a lower level and a higher level. The lower level is the regular. The higher level is when you already begin to see some crossover of holiness into the physical world, which is what happened at the giving of the Torah, and therefore already already the now the the calf, the spoon that represents. The giving of the Torah, or the Torah is gold, not silver, to show that that we're, we're closer to the point of beginning the uh, transformation of the physical world through Teiru Mitzvahs. Oh. So, so far, we, we, we spoke about the first category. Why do we start with the Kalim? Why do we, uh, why do we have the Kav Achas before Avram Mitzvah for Yaakov? Because we're talking about two categories. The first category is the is the doim, the inanimate, the unchangeable, or the not visibly changeable. That includes uh, the era of before Avraham Avinu, Adam Noach Shivim Umais. It also includes the Teira, Teira the way they are mitzad asmam in the luchais before they were transmitted to the Yidden, and before the Yidden have a chance to begin the impact on the physical world. Siftes, So Now we're going to go to the second category. Now that we say that Teiru Mitzvahs are not, on, on their own, inherently, are not included in the second category, the category of Chai. Now we can understand what Rashi is saying with regards to Elam Atudu Mekvasim. 
symbolized in the three animals. And we asked before, number one, we asked before, it's six things. We also asked that, that we also asked that we already had Torah. We already spoke about the Torah in Kafachas. So why do we need to have another symbolism for the Torah? So the answer is, He doesn't mean to bring another Remez. And then we have a second question that there's six things over here. It can't be talking about Torah because Torah doesn't fit into the category of Chai. Nor. So then what is what What does it mean? Eden. The, 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 the three animals, Elim and Tudim represent the first thing that Rashi mentions here, which are the Yidin. Koyanim Levim Yisraelim. Nor, thus is Davke v'Yidin z'anem far einsik mit di gimul chelke ha-Teira. It's the Yidin as they are unified, as they become one with Teira and the three parts of Teira. Azoya z'anem da blaze d'ra izaken. We talk about three things. Koyanim Levim Yisraelim. The Tainavim Uksuvim are part of the Yidin. So, in other words, Kav Achas is talking about the Taina the way it was before it was given to the Yidin. And then El Matud Mukvasim is talking about the Yidin as they receive the Taina and become one with the Taina. And therefore, they are three things, but it's different than the Taina that was represented in Kav Achas. And that's come behem sheikh some free the computer slash ya for the zava khashlami bakar shnaim kinagan maysabar shrikna shalam and shalam bin shamayim this fits in right very well with the fact that right before this rashi said that the bakar shnaim which were a carbon shlamim represent maysab aaron who brought shalom with the yidden and ebishter was them shalom the khibur zwischen yidden mit nebishten haben maysab aaron dann bimaten tede durch und mit tede mitzis talk about the fact that yidden maysab aaron created a peace and a bond between Yidin and the Abishter, which was accomplished at Matan Teira through Teiru Mitzvis. So now you have Elam Tudumukvasim. In Kafachas, you had a Teiru Mitzvah. Then you had Avram Yaakov and, and, and Yosef. Then you have Meshav Aaron. What did Meshav Aaron accomplish? That through Teiru Mitzvis, a Yid could become one with, with Teira. And then you have Elam Tudumukvasim, which are the Yidin. As they are unified with Tera, um we bow as Eich the Gimel Minim Elim Atudim Kvasim Zayin Karbonis Shalomim, and since they too are Karbonis Shalomim, which we said Shalomim means Shalom, peace between Yidden and the Eibister, is the from Gufa Eichacha as is Zayin Kineged Kerem Ulvim Yisraelim Nit Norvitzad Malos Malsitin Bechlal Norvitzad Zayin Miyuchet Metera. If you're calling them a Shlomim, which Shlomim represents Shalom between Yidden and the Eibister, then when we talk about the Yidden here, we're talking Yidden as they are. In peace with Tera, one with Tera. Which this creates this peace with the Yidin and the Eibishter. So if you look it down in the in, in the order so far, it's it, it it's the order is fitting perfectly. You're starting out with with the Kalim and the Mincha and the and, and the Ketiris, which are the, the first category of Karbanis, representing the Doimim, the, 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 the non visibly transformable. That includes Kaf Achas, which is the Luchos, 
containing the Tzeres Adibris and the and the, and the Tayag Mitzvahs, you need to say, Tayyad the way it is, Mitzvah Aslam, before it was transmitted to the world, which is also in the Sugh of Daimon, because at that point it, it does not yet impact the world. Then we go to talk about the second set of Karbonis. Which are carbonates that do make a change in the world. And this brings us to the Bakashnaim, Moshe and Aaron, whose job is that through Torah they, they create peace between Yidden and the Abishter. And this brings to Elim Atudim which are also carbon shlamim, carbon shlamim, which, which is, are the Yidden that are connected with Torah uh, uh, and connected with the Abishter through Torah. We still have to talk about the, five, the three sets of five. Sifyut. In our questions we asked, why do we need a new remez for the five chumashim or for the five uh, for the two for or for the five dibris and the five dibris if we already have a seyasa dibris mentioned we already have the Torah mentioned why do we need a, a new one says the Rebbe no look at the way Rashi structures it Rashi puts it in the same dibra maschem it's one it's one continu, one continuous flow it means to tell us that these chamish chumshin and chamish uh, uh, dibris and chamish dibris are not a new remez. But they are a continuation and an elaboration of the previous remez, which said to emphasize that we're talking about Teira as it was received by Eden and became one with them. Neatly impossible, Kafachas was redly Tedas, Nitum Yoshalakas Baruchu, not Kafachas, which represents the Teira that is in the hands of Hashem. So the Nisim brought these three uh, uh, types, these three species, in a multiples of five, which represents the division that exists in Tehru Mitzvahs. As Tehru is in the hands of Hashem, his God's Tehru, the aiming in the whole Tehru is one thing, one, one item. So much so, the Abish just said all of the ten Dibris in one utterance. This explains why Rashi includes the word Achas in the Dibra Maschil. The Lechid is number the word Kaf. Seemingly, he's only translating the word Kaf. Why does he add the word Achas in the Dibra Maschil? Well, the Mitzvah is because he's talking about Tere as it is one. As it's coming from the Ebishter, is despite the fact that it contains ten Dibrais, when it's Belayak Tedas Tayag Mitzvah and is filled with the three six hundred thirty mitzvahs, is the Kaf Achas Ein Inyan, it's still beyond this world, and therefore it's still one thing. But when Yidin received the Tayra, then we could see that there's also division in Torah. has its own theme and its own discussions. Also, we asked before, but why he has to mention specifically the Aseris Adibris 5 and 5, if they're already mentioned in, in, in Chumash. So he never explains here uh, that, that, that 
it's also representing the division of mitzvahs. As in the Aseris Adibris, was called the Yag Mitzvahs, Bechal Aseris Adibris, saying that the ten Dibris, which include all the 630 mitzvahs, there's two kinds. Chamish Adibris, Aksuvan Aluach, Echad, Nyan, Funhein. The five Dibris that are on, on one tablet, which are the things of yes, the positive mitzvahs. Um, Chamish Aksuvan Aluach, and the five on the second tablet, in Yon and Funlav, the ideas of no, the, the negative mitzvahs. So therefore, therefore Rashi emphasizes the, the, the five and five of the says of Dibris to show his and but However, the ten Dibris and the and the six hundred and thirty mitzvahs as they're given by Hashem, they are nirmis, they are they are alluded to, they are symbolized not just in the one spoon, but also ten. Gold pieces. Not five and five. Because from the Abish's perspective, there's no difference between the five and the five. It's it's ten. All ten become one entity. And therefore, and therefore, um, um, in the Kaf Achas, you have one, but then later on we bring another symbolism, that which is the, 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 the Yidin, as they receive the Torah. Over there, there's already his Chalkus, which is why Rashi talks about the Chamish Chumshin and the, and the Chamishiyas, uh, 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 and the Seris to represent, to represent, the, the fa- uh, to prove that we're talking about Torah as it was given to the Yidin from the fact that there is his Chalkus, the fact that there is division. Uh, that's something that we finished the Sikha in 59 minutes and 59 seconds. But uh, I'm just going to summarize here. I made a chart, which hopefully will be up on the website. But uh, to summarize some of the questions that we had in the beginning of the Sikha, we asked, why does why is there Remez and Drush? Why does he bring Remez and Drush? So the Rebbe answered, it's called of Lipshat, it's close to Pshat, and it helps answer the question, what, are the, what is the significance of these Ramazim and what order are they? Why does he bring this in the spot the second Nasi? Because his question is, why repeat it 12 times? But the first time is obvious why it had to be brought at least once. So only after he brings it the second time does the question arise and does he bring the answer of the, of the Ramazim. What is the theme? What is the overall theme that connects all the Ramazim? The Chiddush of the Mizbeach. That, that you could bring a carbon and you could take something and you could transform it to holiness. Although there are uh, uh, two categories, but that but but that overall cat overall idea is what connects all of these ideas. Why does he begin with the kalim, not the carbonus? Because the kalim are part of the first category, which is the category of things that are doimim, inanimate and not transformable in a visible way. Therefore, he starts with that. Also, the kaf achas is included in that category because it's talking about teda that's higher than his chalkus achas. Talking about teda before it came down into this world, and therefore it has not yet transformed the world, and therefore it goes into the category of daimim. Then you have the second, the second category are those animals that where you do see the carbonus, where you the, where you do see the change within them, and that includes from the era of Avram Avinu. Which started the possibility of taking a mitzvah and actually changing the physical world with it. And then it, it goes to Moshe Aaron, who makes shalom between Yidin and the Ebishter uh, through Torah, which leads to the Elim Cross and Vatudim. We asked, why do we need two times Torah, two times the Sarah Sadibris? The answer is very simple. The first time is talking about Torah Mitzadatzman. And the second time is talking about Torah the way it was received and, and became one with Yidin. And therefore, we asked, we asked the question, it seemed to be six things. There's not six things. It's talking about the Yidin as they become one with the three types of Yidin, as they become one with Torah. So it's just really three things. Then we ask, why do we need to bring another Remus for the, for the Chumashim? 
in addition to the Tater, because we want to talk about the Yitzchalko. So we want to prove that we're talking about Tater as it was received by the Yidin, and therefore we have to show Tater as it's dividable. Or, uh, and therefore we bring the Chamish Chumshin. That way we see that there's five different Chumashim in Tater. Why do we bring the Aseris Adibris if we're talking about the Aseris Adibris that were written into the Tater? Because we want to prove that his Chalkus and Mitzvahs, that there's Hain and Love, there's, there's Mitzvahs say and there's Mitzvahs Leisasei. And therefore, we now understand all of the symbolisms of the Kabbana Sanasiyim and the order in which Rashi, Rashi brings them in this most incredible, beautiful manner.